game. This is Money Line on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Yeah, you know what that is. The sound of money on your mind, and hopefully it's money in your pocket. And it's going to start like this. I gave you a teaser last week. Whenever the spreads are a little high, I said, "Let's man, let's take the easy way out. Hopefully we could find that door. Kansas City tees them down on a 10-point sweetheart tease is what they call them. I want 10 points on Kansas City. Make them just pick it. Give me the Texans crossing the zero. Basically, I think they win. I don't even need that three, but I'll take it. And then you can bring down the Pittsburgh Steelers down to four and a half in a game that I believe they blow out the Dallas Cowboys. For individual bets, I'll give you a few. Raiders, Chargers, over. I got it at 52 and a half. It's now at 53, a lot of spots. Weather's not going to play a factor here. I think that the Chargers can move the ball at will against that Raiders D, but the Raiders are also going to be able to put up their points. Raiders give me somewhere in the mid-20s. Chargers in that 30-point range. I got it pegged at about 55, 56 points going over. Another uh, game that I like, the Bears-Titans. Bears, all over the offensive line, they're hurt. So I don't think that they're going to have much time. We've seen that the Bears struggle on offense to move the ball. Now, the only reason that this is in the in the high 40s is because the Titans are terrible on defense. They're terrible. But I believe that in this game, they're going to minimize the chances to make mistakes against the Bears' pass defense. It's going to be a lot of Henry. And when Henry runs, uh, that means the clock is going. That means the clock is ticking when it becomes a Henry's game. It's a seven-point spread. So I think it... They can have a lead, then they'll end up running the clock out in that second half, shortening the game. I think that this game ends somewhere around 44, 45 points. Take the under. And the last game that I'm going to give you here is Pittsburgh, minus three or minus eight in the first half. There's a lot of news still to come out on Zeke. We're hearing that it still might be a go. But if it's not, I really like this play. I think the Steelers just plaster them. I honestly don't see how the Cowboys can put together enough drives. Now, the three in the first quarter, it leaves you little room for error because it has to happen quick. The Steelers can't go out there and have two two uh, punts. Then you're, you're done. But I think the first half gives you enough time for a, for a turnover or something to, for like that to happen, a short field. I like the Steelers to cover them both times. There you go. And that's something, too, to pay attention to, guys, is we keep hearing that Zeke Elliott – doesn't look like he's going to play, but he could still play. It's it's up in the air. And you want to be careful because that's one of the late games. That's one of the 3 o'clock games. So you need to have other options in that second window. If you're counting on you know Pollard or you're counting on Zeke, make sure that you have somebody else in case you know the guy you have doesn't play. Now, enough about me and my plays. Everyone's here for you to get flexy on them. Josh, the favorite one's favorite second. Let's get flexy. Ooh, I hear some Rod Stewart, guys. You know what that means. It is time to get flexy. Let's do it. All right, guys, Chase Edmonds, you're going to start him against the Dolphins. I know the matchup's not great. Miami, Dell knows. They've been looking pretty good on defense, but it's all about the opportunities for Edmonds. He has been so efficient. I think he's going to get a lot of volume today, and that volume means he's going to come through for your fantasy team. I like him in all aspects this week. Get Edmonds in your lineup, and we don't know when Drake could come back. It could be sooner than later, so capitalize on Edmonds right now. All right, moving along, let's talk some quarterbacks. How about Tommy Brady, Jerry? I like him this week. I think he's Antonio Brown is here. I think we're going to see some fireworks with Brady. I think there's going to be some points in this game. I think you can go with Tom. And, hey, I'll just jump to it right now. I'll jump to a tight end. Why not? I like Gronk, too. Do you know Gronk has scored three 
Three games in a row, he scored a touchdown. He's starting to come on. Tom is finding him, and I think he's going to have less eyes on him with Antonio Brown joining the team this week, especially with them both playing inside. I think it's a good week for Gronk as well. Justin Jackson, guys, I know it's tough with these Chargers running backs, but the Raiders, they are really bad against the run. So I know Jackson, some weeks he gets the touches, some weeks he doesn't. I think this is a week where you can trust him and you can start him. Another game I'm looking at is this Ravens-Colts game. I think you roll with J.K. Dobbins this week. Just during the break, I'm on the Ravens. I, I don't know about the Colts. They they did pleasantly surprise me last week, but I'm still not buying the Colts. I think the Ravens, we talked about a get-right game for the Chiefs last week, which happened against the Jets. I think maybe we see a get-right game for the Ravens this week against the Colts. Obviously, the Colts are better than the Jets. That's just how I see this playing out. All right, the obvious stuff. Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, start them. I think they're going to blow up against the Jags. Jerry's all over Brandon Cooks this week, so get him in your lineup. I think DFS, they're a good place as well. Huge. Yep, so get them in there. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. How about Hollywood Brown? You heard him complaining this week about not getting the football, playing the Colts. I think he gets going this week. Get Hollywood in your lineup. He is going to be a star for your fantasy team. And how about Christian Kirk? Once again, the matchup against the Dolphins is not great. But I'm going to ride the hot hand. Christian Kirk had been incredible until we got to the bye week last week. I think that continues. I'd get him in my lineup. DJ Chark, no Roby this week. Who's going to cover him? Look what Devontae Adams did to the Texans a couple weeks ago. I'm not saying Chark's going to go off for two hundred and a couple touchdowns, but I think he's going to have a good game for you. And also like Noah Fant, the Falcons have given up the most touchdowns to the tight end position this year. Fant really starting to come along now. So the matchup's great. He's playing great. Get him in your lineup. And finally, I like TJ Hawkinson. We got the word that Matt Stafford's going to go. Hawkinson's got three TDs out of his last four games. Vikings, not so good back there. I'd get him in your lineup. And if you need some help on defense this week, I think the Chiefs could come through for you against Carolina. They're trying to play catch up. Maybe they turn over the ball a little bit. And the Washington football team, they've actually been surprisingly decent. So if you're desperate, it's a bye week, give them a shot this week. That's all I got for you. I got three guys. Who are you giving? To? I need two to give a shot to. Is it Gurley, Justin Jackson, or Damian Harris? Who do, Two of those to start. Man, I'd go with the first two. I'd leave out Harris. All right. Again, 713-780-3776. We're getting all your messages right now. We got PPR, Fuller, or Gibson, the running back from Washington. Ooh, that's a tough one. I think I'd still go with Fuller. I, I like Gibson a lot, though. PPR, is it Evans, Antonio Brown, or Gronk? I'd still go with Evans. My man is loaded on the Buccaneers. Yeah, he's got some bucks. Is it Pollard or is it Samuel PPR? Oh, man. Guys, this is going to be tough. We Until we know if Zeke is going to go or not, that's a question that, you know, I just if, – if Zeke goes, then Pollard's going to do nothing for you. Exactly, and it's it is, it's the late game too. Yeah. But if you have Pollard, at least it's the same – it's in the same game. You don't have to worry about other games. So you, yes. you go ahead and get him now. Is it Devontae Parker, Cole Beasley, the rapper, or Antonio Brown? I think I'd go with Beasley, but Antonio is – yeah, I think about him too, but the safe play is to go with Beasley. If it's PPR, the safe play, go with Beasley. Is it Swift, Moss, or Claypool? Man, I think I'd go with Swift there. Uh, I know you talked about uh, Chase Edmonds, right? And it's funny, I'm playing in a few big, big tournaments on FanDuel this week. Uh, I have them on every single team. Yeah. If you look at the Dolphins, and I want to talk to Adele, I, we don't have enough time on this segment, but we'll get into the next segment of uh, what he thinks about – 
the Dolphins and Cardinals matchup because that Dolphins defense they're they're, they're built they're built a certain way. Those defensive backs you're not throwing you're not going to throw on them. They bend but don't break type defense. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious to what Dell has. We're going to get onto that game from a fantasy perspective and also a betting perspective because the line has moved to six from a lot of fours, four and a halves to six. Does Tua have enough? I mean, because I'm not sure we got to see enough. He didn't have to. He didn't have to do enough in that first game. Um, the box score doesn't really entail what he had to do for the team to to create a victory. But this week, I think he's going to have to score. And for me. I think it's easy to get caught up in what happened last time when the Dolphins played Jared Goff, and, and Goff looked so bad and the Dolphins looked so good. Remember, Flores was there putting that game plan together in the Super Bowl against Jared Goff. You know yeah, what I mean? With the point. Patriots. So he knew how to attack Jared Goff, and, and they made him look bad. Kyler Murray, he can run. And how many points did Goff score in that uh, Super Bowl? How many points did they score? And, yeah, what, three or three, ten? I think three, three or something. Yeah, I mean, he was terrible. They completely shut them down. And that's something with Kyler Murray is he's going to be able to use his legs and play action, and they're not going to be able to do to him what they did to golf last week. Do the Dolphins have a chance at the six or even an outright win today, Dale? There's a shot. I think the Dolphins are going to be more comfortable going against Arizona's defense than the one they saw in, against the Rams, even without Jalen Ramsey. Particularly uh, when you get that shot across the bow with the first drop back as a sack and he gets pal-driven into the ground, you think, <gasps> Okay, um, maybe we aren't particularly ready for this team. The Dolphins may get their starting left tackle back. Austin Jackson, the rookie, um, act elevated and practice this week. I think he will be on the active roster, whether he plays or not, because that if he does play, and they do, that would probably mean three rookies on the on the starting unit. Because right now the right guard and right tackle are rookies. Austin Jackson was the guy who was their first round pick. So who knows? You may see a different offensive line altogether starting. Uh, Starting, um, I guess the late—that's part of the late window. I, I, I like the Chase Edmonds thing because I think the Dolphins' corners are great. But if if Chase Edmonds gets touches in the running game, the Dolphins are susceptible to the run. And if you can get him matched up on a linebacker, he, he can he can do some things there. So if you're taking a running back from the Cardinals, I, I like that. As far as the, the the actual game, I don't have the Dolphins winning, um, just because I think the Cardinals have enough offense. The only question is, will Chan Gailey feel who's the OC for the Dolphins? Will he feel good enough about his his line and that and that Cardinals defense to maybe call some of the game more like he would with Fitzpatrick? Because if he does, you'll probably see more RPOs with Tua. He's great at that um, to try to put the team in a bind. I do think you won't. I do think you'll see a more traditional Dolphins offense as opposed to what you saw last week, unless they jump out to a huge lead again. And it's going to be Jordan Howard this week, right? Yeah, running back is an issue. Yeah, Uh, Matt Breida out, Miles Gaskin out, Jordan Howard, one of their offseason acquisitions, who's been kind of pushed to the back burner because he hasn't been effective. When he has been active, he's been more of a um, a goal line back. So the Dolphins running game, which wasn't great to begin with, loses some loses some juice because Jordan Howard doesn't he's not that type of guy. You'll you'll see some guys like Savion Ahmed probably who was a fast guy from Washington. So for whatever reason they like really small Washington running backs because Miles Gaskin is one, Ahmed's the other. Um they Ahmed took over for Gaskin when Gaskin was in the league last year. And the other guy is uh, uh Patrick Laird who more of a third down catch the ball of the backfield type. I wouldn't expect much um, unless the screen game gets going from the running backs. Is this a Gazeki game? Because Isaiah Ford got dealt to the Patriots, and then we know that Albert Wilson and Hearns opted out. Mm-hmm. So then who's going to be running the slot? It's got to be it Big might, Mike. Or it might be uh, 
you, who, the guy you saw with the punt return last week, Grant, Jakeem Grant, Mike. Apparently, he and Tua have, have a his arm suits Tua's arm suits Jakeem Grant's skill set better than Fitzpatrick because Jakeem Grant can outrun could outrun Matt Fitzpatrick's arm. Um, you might see Jakeem Grant some slot fades, maybe get him try to matched up on someone in the slot, try to get him deep. Um, but it'll be a combination of Gasicki and Grant. Um, the Dolphins are inexperienced at the wide receiver position for the, that third spot. Antonio Callaway, now that he's uh, off his suspension, I don't think he's playing today, but he's practiced. So you might see him um, later on. If you're looking for a guy who might surprise, you can pick up pick up off the street. Um, maybe Antonio Callaway later in the year. See, I'm, I'm a little worried about Devontae Parker today. I feel like Patrick Peterson's going to be all over him. Yeah. you think? Yeah, the Dolphins don't have those two guys aren't speed guys; they're the target guys. So I don't know how Pat Peterson does with size, but with uh, with Preston Williams and Devontae Parker, those are guys who you just throw the ball up to; they'll body a guy off. Uh, they're not running by anybody. How do the Dolphins usually treat number one wideouts? Do they shadow? I don't think so. From what oh, you know, I'm trying to think. Did Howard follow Howard? Spent quite a bit of time on Robert Woods last week. It seemed like he was, and they let they let Byron Jones just stick with whatever whoever came to his side. Um, I don't I don't know who's the movement guy for the Cardinals. Is it uh, is it Kirk or is it it's Kirk? I think it's Kirk. Yeah, so you might see Howard follow Kirk around a little bit because I think that's what they did with Woods. And that's interesting because you know Kirk's their downfield guy, and that's why I think he could get loose this week, but. Hey, we'll find out. We're going to find out. Hey, nobody to get, give you a better Dolphins breakdown than, yeah, than Dell. Uh, everyone's wondering, dang, I know everything about the Dolphins yeah. now. But, hey, that's what we do here on Moneyline. We try to jump into all the games. we got two hours to do it. We touch a little bit of Texans. We try to, a little bit of college. But this is what we do. We jump into the advanced stats, everything that you can't get just uh, from an overview. We try to get into the down and dirty of it. As far as this game, though, any kind of picks uh, at six now that, that you see it touch that? Man, I, I, I'm with Dell. I, I think Arizona is going to win this game. The six on the road feels kind of like a lot. I don't know. What do you think, Jerry? It does feel like a lot. Um, again, though, I, I really want to see Tua be able to chop it up. I don't feel like last week is is a a it demonstrates who he really is. He didn't really have to do much. Uh, it he did, he wasn't asked. I need him to be asked. Hey, go out there and make some throws. Win this game. Last week, I think it was more like. Well, the scoreboard looks all right. Let's not do too much. Yeah, it, it doesn't worry you though that I mean we're already hearing reports that the Dolphins may be already looking to Josh Rosen him. Have y'all seen that? Uh, that Schefter put that out there that the Dolphins were looking to find out about too. So that's why they started. And Brian Flores opened his press conference this week saying that's not true. He didn't address Schefter, but he goes, "No, ten games is not how we treat young players," um, which is what he would have if they didn't make the playoffs. He said, ten games isn't enough time to evaluate anybody." not the way we do it here. So he, he kind of knocked that down immediately. He didn't particularly agree with the report at all. Whether that's coach speak, now it could all change to it could be an, just a complete disaster, then you have, to, you have to move. But if he is okay, I don't think this is simply an audition. They, they targeted that kid for almost two years now. So I don't think it's simply we're just going to give him 10 games and see what happens. You know who you can judge off of 10 games? Rosen. We, we've seen him. I mean, there's nothing else to see. You know, like whatever little pieces we've seen of him, it's it's not pretty. No. Yeah. To, to take that step back and take it out of that kid's hands, it, it would take a lot, I think, to say, man, you know what? Let's fire up Rosen. Yeah. It, well, he, yeah, I think he might be with the Jets now. Um, but, yeah, I know what you're talking about because I had to watch Rosen last year too. That's why Fitzpatrick got the job back. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, not advanced stats, but just simple op- opponents passing. They're 18th in the league. Um where the Rams are second. So you can see the 
the giant difference between the two. So if you're the Dolphins, you go, we got a big lead, maybe not test the Rams. Uh, Arizona's a little different. Maybe we start. Maybe we test them. I think you'll see more from Tua if called upon. How about Carr or Foles today? I need one QB. Oh, Carr. Yeah, that's what everyone here on Twitch agrees yeah. with. Uh, Schuster or Jefferson? Ooh, man, that that's a tough one right there because I think I think Juju is actually going to have a pretty good game, but yeah, I, I'd go with Juju. I just especially if it's PPR, I think he's going to get a lot of catches. Yeah, and that's the thing. A lot of people are scared of the blowout. But if the Steelers blow them out, for that blowout to happen, they have to put up points, obviously, right? Yep. So where do those points come from? If you could capitalize on those. But you know that the, the receiving group, it's, it, it varies. Every week, it's Claypool, it's Johnson, it's Schuster. It depends on the matchup. Yep. I'm not sure who gets cooking today. Someone is going to do it. And I think it's going to come from the backfield, to be honest. I think that Connor, someone's going to get in the end zone twice. Maybe Snell comes in there late and gets about 12 touches. Who knows? Yeah, I could see some mop-up duty from Snell for sure. Mop-up duty is what we're going to do. we got 40 minutes to mop up your bookie and put you in the right side of games and in fantasy. we got plenty of games to get to, plenty of money to talk. Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. Dial the phone. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. A little bit over 30 minutes till kickoff. Till you start making your gambling dreams happen. Or the bookie's dreams happen because that's what we're out to do. We're out to beat the bookie. We're out to make some money. But we're also out to find edges, and I always tell people, man, just because your bet lost doesn't mean you had the wrong side. Yeah, I'd lost, and it didn't ultimately be in the wrong bet as far as monetary value, but sometimes the best bet loses. It doesn't necessarily win, so just make sure that you learn from every bet. That's what I tell people in my groups. And also make sure that the people you listen to are actually people that bet, you know what I mean, or people. I asked Josh, you know, fantasy questions. What if I'm asking Josh fantasy questions, and he doesn't even play. This is his first year playing, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of uh, people using it as their as their little mo right now. As man, I'm a gambler. I'm gonna. This is what I do, and I'm gonna give you picks. Be real weary with that because uh, it's it'll get you in trouble per se. If I ever give you a losing pick, you can know that that I'm at home right now, and my kids got a little bit of less food on their plate. Put it that way, because yeah. uh, this is how I eat. There's nothing else to it. Um, I eat off of sports. So again, I just because I'm getting some messages saying, man, I heard this guy say this, and they always tell me, man. Vegas Slayer said, I'm like, who the hell is Vegas Slayer? You don't even know his name. Vegas Slayer could be a, a 22-year-old kid over there that just started gambling. Like, you know, that's all you have to do on, on Twitter nowadays. Just throw in uh, something, something picks, you know what I mean? Or Vegas something odds or, or you know, bookie something buster. Oh, yeah, I'm going to buy into that guy. No, I mean, don't do that, guys. You know, you know sports well enough. You know trends. Learn from it, and like I said, I might not be always be right. Josh might not be always right, but learn from our losses as well because I tell you, I take losses to heart. You, you read my Twitter, I take them to heart. Oh, me too. I feel terrible when I you know, don't give the right advice, and I feel great when I do give the right advice. But you, you know, with fantasy, with gambling, it's all about what's most likely to happen. You know, Like Jerry said, sometimes you're on the right side of a bet, but you don't cash the bet. 
Fantasy is the same way. You just want to give your the best, most likely thing to happen. And a lot of that is about targets and touches, right? It's simple math, Jerry. You know, this guy's going to get this many targets. That means he should get this many catches. That's the stuff you can kind of, you know, calculate. But game game script can change everything. If you go up, you know, by a bunch of points, then they're probably not going to be throwing much anymore. And, you know, and on the other side with running, if you're down by 20 points, your guy's probably not going to get 20 touches running the ball. Let me tell you some of my tricks here. And I'm, we're, all, we're all family here on Sunday mornings on Moneyline. So going to what he said, game script. So where do I start my handicaps? Obviously, it's in the trenches. But then I also tell myself game script. And you can look up. These are stats that you don't need some Vegas Slayer telling you. You can go and look these up on different sites, and it tells you game script. This team passes X amount of percent whenever the game script is neutral within three points, within seven points. So then you look at the spread, and you say, man, that's when you start throwing in your handicap. You say, man, I think that this game will stay within seven points for quite a while. I don't think no one's going to blow it open. So if that's the case, then you start throwing actual numbers and trends. Well, if it stays within three or seven, for most of that first half, it shows here that this team is bottom. They they run the ball so much when it's when it's when it's a neutral script, or this team likes to throw it x amount of times. So points are go now. Whenever you say, "Man, this team they're projected to lose by ten points," so then if that spread is right, what is the script? What does the script tell you that that team does whenever they're down ten points? Obviously, throw, but how much do they go right away from their game plan? Is it a team that goes eighty percent throw when they're down seven points right away outside of a touchdown? Those are little things. So once you start throwing off a, a whole bunch of little answers that give you a narrative to fit, then that's when you go. It's so easy nowadays to read and be like, man, in the last 13, it's been 11-2 and two against the spread in the rain when three-mile-an-hour win. What the hell does that mean about today? Those coaches aren't even up there no more. Like, <laughs> yeah. in the last 18 games, it's 15-3 and three to the under when traveling, you know, after eating barbecue. The What does that have to do with today? You know what I mean? It doesn't. So not all trends are created equally. Go ahead and make sure that you get that. That, that window that you're looking at, and you digress it into, into something that fits your narrative. Make it fit, and then see. And if, it, and if you still don't get a bet, but you feel real strong about something, live bet, because that's something we do. And that live bet is so great, because you can, you can get a feel for the game and then make your bet. So that's something I really like to do, especially if there's a spread where I'm like, man, I'd be all over this if it was just one point different. You know what I mean? And then something can happen on that first drive to where that spread changes by that one point, and then you can get it at the number you like. So that's one of my favorite tactics that I learned from Jerry is if I don't love the spread pregame, I'll wait for the game to start, and then that line might move to where I feel really good about it, and I'll fire on that. Some things I did want to bring up, some of these inactives, Jerry. Uh, looking at this Seahawks-Bills game, Chris Carson out, Carlos Hyde out, so maybe DJ Dallas has another good game this week, somebody to look at. Shaquille Griffin, we thought he might have played the top corner for the Seahawks. He's out. So that could be big for your Bills passing game. So big, Smokey Brown, fire him up. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something to look at. You know, Beasley, Diggs, I mean, you got to like their passing game. Also, Josh Norman not going to go for the Bills at corner. Something to watch there. Uh, that's this, a plus for the Bills. Yeah. Saying, well, we, don't have to, we don't have to suit this guy up. Anybody else would have been better. No, you're, you're not wrong about that. The Ravens we were expecting at Mark Ingram is out. So you're looking at a, you know another week where maybe J.K. Dobbins can take over and be that dude. Uh, a couple other ones to look at here. Oh, Calvin Ridley's not going to go for the Falcons. They officially ruled him out. So... Make other plans. Maybe Gage is somebody. If you're desperate, you can play him this week. Okay, let's start right there at that Baltimore-Indianapolis game. Ingram's out. Dobbins, Edwards, they split the touches 16 each last week. 
Um, is there anybody over the other? I know that you're on Dobbins, but anybody else from this game? Because I know that you said Browns. Holly, Hollywood Brown, I think Squeaky Will gets the grease. I think he's going to have a – I think he's going to put up some big numbers today. I, you know, like a 40-yard touchdown I think is in his future. I think that this is what holds this line back. And I wonder if this holds your thoughts once you really break it down. Last week, they lost their right tackle, the Ravens, right? Tyree Phillips to IR. And Ronnie Stanley. Stan- St- Stanley. So Big one. you have an offensive line that prides on a team that prides themselves on running, and now you're going to have to adjust on 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 a a team that everyone's finding out that Lamar has problems throwing the ball outside the numbers. We saw that yep. slowly grow and grow the legs coming off that Titans uh, playoff game. We know that, and it's been growing. If anything, if you look at who the Ravens as a whole and Lamar Jackson is this year, I think they took a step back. They're not who they were last year. Last year, they were beating people up. They were. So then how much does that offense have to do to keep going? Because I think that there's only so many things they can do. I don't think they could play different scripts. I think that they have to rely on their defense, keeping them in games, and playing with the lead. And I think that's where I like the Ravens this week. I, they're good on defense, and I don't think I think Philip Rivers is going to turn back into a pumpkin here at some point. I, I know he had a good game last week, which surprised me, but I just, you know, Ravens Colts. Just you know, if, if I was pulling up flashcards right in front of your face, and you're like, "Who's going to win?" Just you know, as fast as you can pull them over, uh, Ravens would be the first thing that would pop in my mind. But Jerry, you're right; they have issues on the offensive line. That is a concern, but. I'm going to roll with the Ravens, especially I'm getting points with the Ravens. So, look, if the Colts prove me wrong, they prove me wrong. You know who keeps proving me wrong? The Colts' backfield. Because yeah. all of a sudden, Jordan Wilkins emerges as the Colts' number one back. What do we do here? Because Jonathan Taylor, if you had him, your honeymoon might be coming to an end. You thought you had snuck up on a winner, right? You said, what? Marlon Mack is out for the season. I knew it. And I know you had that. You were in that yes. predicament. So how do you feel now that you have Jonathan Taylor and Wilkins is starting to come up? And you still have Hines to deal with, who caught two touchdowns last week. So, look, I just stay away. And, you know, Phillip Rivers came out after the game and, and kind of mentioned that, that Taylor might be dealing with an ankle injury. That's, that's why he didn't get the amount of work everybody was expecting last week. So, and they're playing the Ravens. You don't want to start any of these guys because you have no idea who's going to get the most touches or who's going to fall in the end zone, and the matchup isn't great. So I'm staying away from the Colts' backfield. How about the receivers? Does T.Y. Hilton, uh, I guess, catch your attention at all? Because someone's going to have to move that ball, but it hasn't really been hit T.Y., but we know that Marlon's missing. Marlon Humphrey's on the other side. He's going to be missing. So what do we do? Yeah, I mean, I think T.Y.'s hurt. So Zach Pascal and... Is is Hilton uh, is 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 he ruled out for sure? I don't. He's not on their inactive list. I have that pulled up in front. That's of what me. I'm seeing too. Yeah. I don't see him ruled he's, out. He's but been I know it was up. a multi week injury yeah. though, but I didn't know if he was ruled out. Either way, Zach Pascal or is it Pittman? Oh God, I, I don't want any of these guys, Jerry. I, I'm serious. I, they're playing the Ravens, and I mean Pittman really hasn't done anything all year, and Pascal's been real hit or miss. So I'm staying away from their passing game. I'm I'm going anywhere else. So, again, you're on the Ravens. I'm staying away. I wanted to grab the Ravens, and if I had to bet it, I would bet the Ravens. But just I think we're about to find out who the Colts really are because I, I think they're, they're – I'm not going to call them all the way frauds like how I call the Bears. I think the Bears were frauds when they were sporting that, that record, and we're slowly seeing them fall apart. But I also think the Colts, they're nowhere close to as good as what their numbers say. No, and look, the, the Colts got me last week because I was on the Lions to cover, and that clearly did not happen. But – 
I'm sorry, the Colts, you're going to have to beat somebody better than the Lions for me to think you're going to, you know, beat the Ravens. And and not even that. I I have the Ravens plus points. So, look, the offensive line could come back to bite me. It definitely could. But I'm, I'm going with the, the Ravens here. All right. And if you're going to bet the Ravens, where do you bet the Ravens at? Jerry, you know you do it at my bookie, my man. You know this. That's the only place that I would go to, and I would go there now. And if you're not, I guess, familiar with the site, Go ahead and use promo code radio when you sign up. They're going to give you a 100% deposit bonus. What does that mean? If you deposit 100 bucks, they're going to give you another 100 And that means that you can, I guess, get accustomed to because it's hard. I know sometimes you open up that the, the site and you say, I don't even know what this means. A lot of guys hit me up after the show and they're saying, Jerry, I don't even know where to go. I know I want to bet this team, but I don't even know how to get there. Well, that's what you need that extra promo code for because you use promo code radio. They double your deposit. And now you have a chance to at least get accustomed to things. No one's ever going to go out there and, and get into something that they're not even familiar with and start winning. That's what you have Monday line for. That's what you have my bookie for. And also, like Josh said earlier, they pay. That's the most important thing because you say, man, I'm a newcomer. And then you learn how to bet. And then you go to withdraw and there's no one to speak to. And then they tell you to hit them up in three days to get your withdrawal. And those three days go by and Monday night comes by. And then you say, you know what, I'm going to bet Monday night football. And you end up blowing your winnings. You know why I tell you this story? Because it's happened to me before and it's happened to plenty of people I know. But it's never happened to people that use my bookie because that's what they do. They pride themselves on, hey, they pay. That's in their slogan. You play, you win, they pay. If they're telling you that, they're, they're putting their pride on that. So go ahead and use promo code radio, mybookie.ag, and go ahead and get paid. My name is Stephen A. Smith, and you're listening to 98.7. Wait, what? I said 98.7. That's my show. Let's try this one more time, okay? My name is Stephen A. Smith, and you're listening to 97.5 FM. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. Just uh, a little bit of news that brings brings down the volume a little bit for us, but uh, Alex Trebek has passed away. Uh, I just... Dale wrote it up on the board, and I mean, those are one of the ones, whenever you see that name and you see death tied to it, it kind of put me in shock for a second. It gave me that goosebumps feeling, and I just had to sit back. So for all you listening right now, if you were a fan, or not were a fan, you'll always be a fan. I'll always be a fan. Alice Trebek, a lot of people are calling him the GOAT. Uh, I guess we could say it of of trivia-type TV um, presenter. I think that that's what exactly he goes down as. No doubt about it. Hey, Dale, did you find that thing on, on YouTube? I don't know if you guys remember when they would do the, the SNL stuff where they do the fake Jeopardy. You know, Will Ferrell would do Alex Trebek. And then remember, I think it was Daryl Hammond would play Sean Connery. And we just lost Sean Connery. So do we have a little bit of that sound to play? And finally, with negative $130,000, Sean Connery is here yet again. I wouldn't miss it for the world, Trebek. I turned down Harry friggin' Potter for this. <laughs> Please, God, take me now. In last place, with negative $69. Oh, brother, Sean Connery. Yeah. 
Negative $69. Okay, that wasn't your score. Well, 69 is how I scored with your mother last night. <laughs> <laughs> there we have it. There's a little bit of that. So rest in peace to both Sean Connery. Left the big impact. Alex Trebek. It's funny. They just played that Alex Trebek video the other day, and it was a guy, uh, he, he, he was from overseas, I think Middle Eastern, some type, and he was on the show, and he wins, and he looks at Alex. He starts crying, and he tells him, he says, man, I grew up with my grandpa watching this show. I learned English because of you. And then he just started breaking down. He's like, man, I'm sorry. And just, I know so much people that he impacted through that. And I know this is a Sunday football show, but when names like that go down, they, they, they shake you a little bit, you know? So, hey, 2020 strikes again, right, guys? Man, I'm just so ready to get past this. But let's, uh, let's kick it up a gear. We only got uh, 20 minutes left. Let's keep going through these games. All right, let's do it. All right, we, we got into the Baltimore game versus the Colts. Let's move to this Carolina-Kansas City game here, Jerry. It's, it's a, 10-point spread, Kansas City's at home. I mean, I don't know. Is that too much, just right? What do you think about the line? It seems like it might be a little bit too much. But then you say, what's going to happen with Christian McCaffrey? Because it's been, what, eight weeks since that ankle sprain? Yeah. It's been a long time. It's got to be healed. They said he was close last week. And if he comes back anything to what he was or, or always is, then that line's too big. McCaffrey can single-handedly keep a team inside a game. They're a much better team than they were at the beginning of the season. Tens a lot. Can the defense, we talked about the pass funnel defense, or the actually it becomes a run, run funnel defense for the Chiefs because they, 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 they shut down the pass and they allow you to run on them. We talked about it's basically a bend but don't break, and I hate to use that analogy because it's, it's real cliche to use a bend but don't break. So they're more of, hey, run on us and we can score at will. And if you can't score at will, then you're running. It's going to take a lot of time to move methodically down the field. We can hit you on quick strikes. Good luck. And that's what they're playing right now. What do you think about the total? It's at 51 and a half. Do you, do you think this is a high-scoring game? I think it's a high-scoring game. I think Kansas City gets right, uh, gets the offense going right. I, I believe it's a Hardman game as well, some big plays. And, and Carolina can score in that mid-20s range as well. Paint it 33-24-ish. Something like that. See, that, that sounds about right to me. What do you like about Mikael Hardman this week? I just finally separating himself somewhat from that pack because you always have that pack when Watson, uh, Watkins is gone, right? Sammy's yep. gone, and you're always, who's it going to be? Sometimes you even hear Pringle come in there, Robinson. But then last week you finally saw Hardman come along, and throughout these weeks you've seen him. He's dro- it's not even so much drop it. He's had opportunities, air yards. That's what you look for, and he's an air yards magician. I think that this is a week that you test him again. Let's test him again. Let's see if – because trust in your quarterback, and, and he has it, Mahomes with Hill, Mahomes with Kelsey, and then Mahomes with Hardman. He needs that other one because you can't trust Watkins because he's not out there. Watkins is is Will Fuller's uncle. <laughs> no, that's fair. Okay. Uh, we briefly mentioned T.Y. Hilton a little bit earlier in the show, so I wanted to clean that up. Yes, he is officially out versus the Ravens. So I think that's that's something to keep an eye on, guys. And just a couple other ones, just Golden Tate, healthy scratch. Healthy so, scratch. Yeah, healthy scratch. Who'd he punch this time? Well, apparently he, his wife, I think, went on Instagram and said something about the, the Giants not using him right and them being a bunch of idiots, and he liked the post Who was something. it Golden Tate got into yeah. it with in Seattle? <laughs> I, 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 Almost uh, Percy back. Harvin, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think Percy Harvin punched him out, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. He got punched. He didn't do the punching. Yeah, and he and Percy was about to go after Russ Westbrook, and they're like, "All right, Percy, we we would allow you to punch Golden Tate, but don't not Russ Westbrook, Russell Wilson. Yes, uh, leave our franchise quarterback alone. You got to go." You're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Who did he say?" Yeah, 
Yeah, Russell. I know, going he after Russ. He didn't hit him, but there were some back and forth, and like it was a volatile situation, so they had to get Percy out of there. Man, and it's so weird with Golden Tate. You know, they kind of they, they brought him in thinking he could replace Odell Beckham, and that hadn't really worked out. Of course, Odell's, he's had his struggles as well. So Sterling Shepard's a guy we had Todd ask about him with Golden Tate out you got to think that gets him a little more target share. So that's something to consider as well. And just kind of looking forward, guys, Alshon Jeffrey expected to practice before week 10, and Miles Sanders expected to return to practice after the bye week. So just a couple things as, as we had to break here to, to keep your eye on. If you want to go to the waiver wire, maybe Alshon Jeffrey, if you're desperate at receiver, you can pick him up and, and see if he does something for you. Let's go right there to that Giants matchup versus, versus Washington. And the receiving group, Evan Ingram, he's coming along. They're, Jason Garrett said that he was emphasizing on feeding the big guy. Well, that's what he's done. Led the team in targets week seven and eight. Do we see that still with more of that going forward? Or like we said, does this set up for Shepard? Because this is a prime spot for him with more opportunity. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Shepard. Just Ingram, every time he, he it bites me with him. Like he, he just hasn't quite. And look, he's been playing a little better, but just. Overall, I expected a lot more from him with how of a draft pick he was. Shepard in his three starts, eight for 74, six for 59 in a touch, and six for 47. If you're on my bookie right now, I guarantee you that those reception odds have to be right around that five or six mark. Go over to my bookie right now. He's had six, six, and eight. That's money. That is. And just quickly, before we go to break, let's talk about the line in this one. Washington football team is favored by three. Do you lean any, any kind of way with this one? It's a stinky. It's the hold you know special. Yeah. You got to take Washington of anything here. Danny Dimes hasn't hasn't improved. We talk about guys not taking steps forward. He, he's taken a few steps back. He's still, uh, I guess, turnover prone and, and trip on yourself prone. He is, in which for me, I think Washington football team, if you need a defense to stream this week, that might be a good way you could go. Yeah, because they'll get you some, maybe some sacks because the offensive turnovers. line is terrible and then turnovers. And then that's what ultimately leads to Washington probably covering this spread. No, I like it. All right, uh, we'll get to the rest on the other side, right, Jerry? Yeah, one segment left. If you have any questions, get them off your chest now. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975. This is Moneyline. ESPN 97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. It's the last segment. Your last chance to get any questions in. So we'll start it like this from the text line. PPR League need to start two. Is it Lindsey, Bell, or Montgomery? Oh, man. That's rough. Looks like Lindsey's going to play. and We were just talking during the break that that might be a good opportunity for him. Uh, who was the one besides Bell? Montgomery. Montgomery. Ugh. Montgomery's going to get the touches. You're not going to feel good about it, but you might just have to roll with him. He's He's one of those guys where he gets all these touches. He just can't do anything with them. How about in PPR? Are you going away from Amari Cooper to transition to DJ Moore? Absolutely. I get away from all your Cowboys receivers, I think, this week. You heard the look on Josh's face right now when he said, get away from the Cowboys quick. 
Gilbert is the quarterback this week? What's wrong with Gilbert? <laughs> I mean, he's a good quarterback <laughs> anyway, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to stay away. All right, well, let's jump into the last of these games. Again, 713-780-3776. The text line is open at Moneyline975. If you have any questions, we just have a few minutes. Let's finish off these games. All right, let's do it. This is a big one here. We haven't gotten into it a lot. Maybe my favorite game to watch this week, New Orleans versus Tampa Bay. The game's in Tampa Bay. Brady, you know, he lost the first time these guys played, and I think he's getting a little more comfortable with the offense. I believe Michael Thomas is expected to return here. This should be a this should be a great game. Tampa's they're favored by three and a half. Jerry, what do you think about this one? I think it's crazy to think that Christian McCaffrey's single season record last of of running back catches is on pace to be broken by Kamara right now. Oh, Just think about that. So incredible. you guys are yeah. Last year, whenever we saw that, what was it, one hundred and twenty five receptions for McCaffrey. Kamara's on, on or 119, I'm sorry, and it'd be 125 is what he's on pace for. Uh, that's a lot. So then what happened? What does that mean to this particular game? Because it's going to be hard to get the ball downfield for Breeze. We know that he's been struggling with that. That's not what he does anymore. He uses the little get rid of the ball quick, a lot to Kamara, a lot to the tight end. He gets Michael Thomas back is what we're hearing. It's not 100%. That helps possessions, move the ball. I don't see how this game should be outside of three. If it was at six earlier or earlier during the week and you caught it, consider yourself a, a, a sharp better because now it's at four. I'm not sure it even sticks there. We're hearing weather might play a little bit. Gust, it's not going to be sustained wind, so it's different. A gust of wind, somewhere around that 25-mile-an-hour wind, uh, a little bit of rain, not too much, but I just think that this is a field goal game either which way. Ooh, interesting. Well, Look, if I had to pick a team to win, I feel like it's going to be Tampa. But you, you're kind of leaning towards New Orleans if you had to pick a winner, right? Yeah, and it just it seems too easy. It just it seems like it's going to be a public thing. I think by the time that tonight comes around, or and everyone starts saying Antonio Brown, yeah, you know, everyone's healthy. Like no one's going to want to go bread on Breeze. We have that taste in our mouth right now of that Saints the offense, how they move in a certain fashion. They have to be highly productive. They have to be highly efficient. You know what I mean? Which they are a lot of times. But if that efficiency is not there, you see them struggle in points and games. I'm not sure that that's going to happen because if the pressure's getting there, we know that the and that was my whole base of Tampa being decent this year was because that run defense was always going to be there. We know that Bowles was going to have that defense ready to stop the run. We know that they can pressure the opposing quarterback. It was just about being in bad predicaments with Jameis last season, being in those those 30 interceptions. Well, a lot of them probably happened on on the opposite side of the field. How many times did that defense have to just get right back out there? It was. The, the the box scores didn't really tell who that team was. As soon as they got a game manager and they're able to move the ball, not give up those interceptions, those short fields, long drives, uh, keep keeps them energized, you know, keeps them with energy, not getting tired. All those little things playing in, into it. I don't see how this game it should be more than three either way. And like I said, I'm giving you Tampa's uh, good things on Tampa. I'm giving you thing on on Breeze. And I say that this is an even game on a neutral field. I believe both teams are pretty much even because, if you, it, it, yeah, it's overreaction theater now. And right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 6-1, to one, New Orleans 14-1. to one. Preseason, it was flip-flopped. Man, that, that's a tough one here. I think it's going to be a great game either way, though. You know what? It might be a great game to live bet. You know what I mean? Just kind of see. If somebody gets a big lead and yeah. we think it's going to be a three- or four-point game. Hey, yep. that's the sound of the alarm. You know what that is? It's time to get out of here. It's time to put our name on something. Josh, what do you got? 
man, I'm going to go with the guy that you're all over this week. The guy I'm all over, Chase Edmonds. Let let you know, get him against those Dolphins. I just think it's about opportunity. I think the Dolphins have a a, a fine defense. It's just Edmonds has been so efficient when he gets an opportunity. Put my name on it. Let's go, Edmonds. What you got, Dale? I think by about 3.15, people are going to start talking about the Colts as, have we not been talking enough about the Colts? They're a one-point favorite against the Ravens. The Ravens have multiple guys coming off the COVID list, um, except for Marlon Humphrey. He's out because he tested positive. They get, they're get they going to get a linebacker back, back in Ford who started for them for six games, but he has a finger issue, so he won't be playing. I think the combination of some of their starters not practicing or just the absence of some of them, plus at home against the Colts, I think Colts are going to be taken seriously after today's win. Oh, man, the talk is going to be huge if that happens, especially with Lamar Jackson. And for me, I'm going to give you a sleeper, Jerry Judy, against those Atlanta Falcons, a team that allows the second most plays of 20-plus yards downfield. We saw him get cooking last week. I think they're going to have to force feed him. Judy has a big game for your DFS needs. And that's for every single Sunday. It's time to sign off. We appreciate all of you hanging out on Sunday. Shout out to everyone on Twitch. I know it takes some some effort to get up on a Sunday morning and to listen to us. Hopefully, we can put some money in your pocket. Hopefully, you win in your fantasy leagues. So we sign off like this. It's Josh Jordan. It's Dell, And it's Jerry Bow. Peace. to date with the latest innovations hitting the city of Houston by visiting innovationmap.com or follow them on any of your social media platforms. Just search Innovation Map.